Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's 8.05 p.m. Thursday the 13th of October 2016. I'm walking through the empty streets of London and the wind carries a scent of despair. Listen hard. You'll hear dreadful, worried whispers. Something devastating has taken place this week and I want to find the source of the problem. Maybe here. I'm outside a popular high street phone shop. It's dark. I'm going to peer through the glass... There are some shop assistants, but they're they're just sort of standing, staring into some invisible void. I'm going to knock on the glass. Hello? Are you all right? Are you okay? Nothing. Just silence. What happened this week? Okay, it wasn't quite that bad, but it has been a disastrous week for Samsung globally. Welcome to a text message special. I'm Nate Langson. On this week's show, we're going to look specifically at how the UK consumer market was affected by Samsung's unprecedented recall of over 2 million Galaxy Note 7 handsets. The company announced it will permanently stop making the product after a second recall of defective devices, which included the collection of supposedly safe devices offered during the first recall in September. It was too much for Samsung to risk. Too many reports of Note 7 devices bursting, mostly into flames, but also bursting the bubble of trust consumers had for the Samsung brand. So let's go back to me on the streets of the capital yesterday evening. How has the public reacted? Well, it's been awful. I mean, people have given up on life altogether. Just from here, I can see one, I can five, six burning rubbish bins on fire, cars upside down, devastation everywhere. Most things destroyed. Corpses littering the street. Cannibals are no, taking... No, no, no. Take- Sorry, we've dispensed with the whole dramatic post-apocalyptic thing. That was just for the intro to pull listeners into the show. Should have mentioned that. My bad. Sorry. Fair enough. Well, depending on who you ask, UK consumers have not resorted to cannibalism, as I may have implied, but they have had a slightly rougher ride compared to their American counterparts. But it's mostly born out of confusion. Will their device explode? And how do they actually get a refund or replacement? How do they even get the device back to Samsung? Raw Mail has banned the posting of the phones through its network, yet some UK Samsung support staff were reported to have said to post it anyway, while Samsung's corporate UK office has said no, they shouldn't and that Samsung should send a courier to their houses. Lots of mixed messages and it gets no easier when you're EE or 3 or Vodafone or O2 fielding concerned phone calls. So I'm en route to meet my usual co-host Ian Morris in a temporary recording location this evening to discuss the impact on the British consumer. What have our local networks been saying or doing to help the issue? 
How has the recall affected those in the UK who ordered a device? We'll hear from affected users, discuss Royal Mail's move to ban people from using its network to return phones to Samsung, how the recall has differed between the British Isles and the rest of the world. And we'll hear from fellow consumer technology commentators on the nuances of this week's events. And my first question for Ian this evening will be, in a nutshell, how do you think Samsung handled the recall process in the UK so far? Well, Nate, let me just break out the nutcrackers and uh, let's uh, have a sample of this nut. Um, I don't think it went badly. I think it lacked um, any of the sort of human touch that you might expect from such a thing. Um, uh, that's a problem for all big companies, though, isn't it? Because what happens is when you when you have a, a recall, you're basically admitting that you made a, you've done made a mistake Mm -hmm. and that means that you're sort of admitting liability so you have to be very very careful about what you do and you don't say Um, and I think from that perspective I can understand how they were a bit standoffish from my perspective I don't think it can have been a huge problem for the UK because I don't think that many phones were sold here I I think um, the only real samples that I know of were review samples and um, all pre-orders hadn't been fulfilled and I think everyone um, including like the, the likes of the car phone warehouse hadn't actually got around to shipping them out when they'd started the recall from the American phones. Um, so I, 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 as inhuman as it might have seemed, it probably isn't a huge problem. It won't affect that many UK people, but you may feel differently. I only know differently because people have been fairly vocal about it on Twitter. But you're right. I mean, one of the big questions is how many people were affected. What we know is that about two and a half million were recalled, or rather two and a half million were sold, therefore... The the recall yeah. affected them, but then more were sent out. So there's a potential that people who have been affected have been affected twice, yes. which is sort of rubbing salt into an already fairly sour wound. And we'll hear a little bit later in the show from some of the people that have been affected and what their experience has been um, with the recall process. Well, to get a bit more perspective on the recall process itself, I've spoken to two other UK consumer technology journalists this week. One is Stuart Miles, founder of PocketLint.com. The other is Rhiannon Williams, the technology correspondent for the i newspaper. And I asked them both how they felt Samsung handled the recall in the UK. I think at the start, Samsung's recall process seemed to make sense. They were very upfront, very proactive about calling in the recall. Uh, But I think since that's happened we've kind of felt that samsung has been quite faceless here you know there's been a single statement on on the website saying uh please turn off your phones put them away don't you know don't turn them on again but there's been no sort of face that's come out and said look we've obviously you know something's gone wrong here we're doing the best we can there hasn't been a human angle for me and i think that that could be damaging for them in the long run as people look to say well what's happening with my phone you know i trusted you to buy trusted you to buy this product from you and and now all I'm getting is a statement or uh, the media reporting on what I should do rather than Samsung sort of owning the situation. I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone that said they handled it well. Uh, They seem to have been fairly slow to react really and I know a lot of customers have been left waiting to hear you know from the carriers who presumably were waiting to hear from Samsung. I know it's a knock-on effect but uh, everyone seems to be sort of thoroughly unhappy with how it has been handled and on a global scale the fact that they took you know it was around a week after we first started seeing reports of the replacement handsets catching fire before samsung actually seemed to swing into action and then admit okay finally we do need to pull the plug on this but yeah but people do seem on the whole pretty thoroughly unhappy okay so they weren't quite necessarily as positive as you in you seem to have 
given Samsung a little bit more freedom to have, uh, to, to maneuver? Yeah, I do. But, I, but again, only because I'm aware that these are things that are driven largely by lawyers. And, I, and you know, I, I'm not excusing it because actually I think at a more a more sort of publicly acceptable apology or, you know, just an admission that, yeah, it's uh, it's a big problem for us. Someone, I, I, and as far as I know, I didn't, did anyone from Samsung appear on TV or anything in this country to explain? I've not seen it if it's happened. Uh, and, and me neither. So, I mean, usually, I mean, this would come under, there's a guy at Samsung UK, uh, head of mobile would be a guy called Connor. Um, and, I, and I haven't seen him. But I, I would imagine that's because um, Samsung UK is part of Europe and I guess just would have been told not to do it. Well, let's have a look at what some of the official statements have been, because obviously Samsung is the chief protagonist or antagonist, depending on your perspective, in this uh, this drama. But the mobile networks themselves are often the front of house people. They're the people that are advertising the device. They are the people selling the device directly to consumers. They are certainly some of the people dealing with the fallout. So I went to several high street phone stores in person this week to kind of have a look at how they were dealing with this, if at all. And what was interesting is that there were were three network stores I went to and one that sells for all networks. And there were no Note 7s at all to be seen in two of these major retails. I'm going to name um, them, but but two two of them, there were no Note 7s at all on sale. So whether they were and they would pulled them or whether they just never put them out at all remains to be seen or rather never will be seen, but we just don't know. <laughs> and they, they had none. Now, there was, in another one of the network shops, there was a working unit on sale. Now, I went up to one of the salespeople and said, hello, can I buy this phone? And he very quickly, very friendly chap, said to me, um, no, and basically explained in a nutshell, uh, if I'm honest, mate, a slightly smaller nutshell than, uh-huh. than you used just, just now with a smaller set of nutcrackers required to penetrate the informative goodness within. And he told me that the the phone had been pulled and they were still out, but Samsung had told them they need to pull them off sale. They can't sell them, blah, blah, blah. So I thought that was quite good. Like That had got to the customer very, very quickly if I'd have gone in to ask. And another one, another store had only dummy units out. But what I found interesting about all of these stores, regardless of whether they were actively um, advising people, is that there was no messaging. There was no sign in a window. There was mm. no point of sale stand, you know, printed from a, you know, the print around the back saying, um, you know, global recall. You see this quite often sometimes in store windows, a small message saying recall of product XYZ. I saw it in Waitrose once where they were recalling ham hock or something because it contained um, an amount of fish. I assume they don't want it back once consumed. <laughs> no. I mean, fortunately, very few people, certainly very few reported people, have eaten <laughs> their, <laughs> their Galaxy Note 7s. <laughs> Possibly because they are indeed quite large. It's hard to digest. But that I found interesting that in the storefronts, you know, where you would think I'm going to go to a store, there was no obvious messaging. So I thought that was interesting. Let's look at what some of the official statements have been. Firstly, from Samsung, the official statement they have given in the UK is as follows. I'm going to read these all in full for fairness. Quote, customer safety is our top priority. Following recent reported sales involving the Galaxy Note 7, we have taken the decision to stop all sales and exchanges of both original and replacement Galaxy Note 7 devices. Consequently, we have permanently discontinued production of the device. We advise all existing Note 7 customers to stop using your device, back up your data and switch it off. We are currently working with our channel partners across the region to put in place a replacement program which will allow you to exchange your Note 7 for a Galaxy S7 or S7 Edge. When you exchange your device, you'll be refunded the difference in price. Alternatively, you can obtain a full refund. 
details of how the exchange program will work will be communicated through this website and directly to each customer on a regular basis. Now, a lot of that stuff is forward looking. We will do this. This will be in place. But it doesn't really help people right now who are seeing all of this stuff all across the media and thinking, what the hell do I do with this device? And we'll come to what some of those customers have experienced in a little bit. EE has said, quote, at EE, our customer safety is of utmost importance. Following the official guidance from Samsung, we are asking that all EE customers with a Galaxy Note 7 switch off the device and return it to EE immediately. This applies to both the original Note 7 devices as well as replacement Note 7s that some of our customers have received. We will contact all of our Note 7 customers to discuss their options and arrange a replacement phone. We apologize for continued inconvenience. So again, fairly clear message there. Come back to us. Go into the store. Three says, our customer safety is paramount. We are currently contacting all affected customers to ensure they power down their device immediately and to discuss their alternative options. That's it. O2 said, we are in the process of contacting our customers who have a Samsung Note 7. Customers with a Note 7 can call us on a dedicated number where we will talk through their options, including the provision of a new mobile. Vodafone said, Samsung has now confirmed to Vodafone that they will be discontinuing the Galaxy Note 7 with immediate effect due to safety concerns. We strongly advise that customers with Note 7s power down their device and stop using it immediately. We will now be offering alternative replacement devices to Note 7 customers, whether they have the old or replacement device. We will be contacting all Note 7 customers to discuss alternative devices with them. At this stage, we are not aware of any incidents involving Vodafone Note 7 customers with original or replacement devices. So, excuse that monologue, but essentially, they're all saying variants on the same thing. And they're all really kind of saying they're contacting customers. Now, I'm curious about this, because certainly on Twitter, there's been some people saying that they haven't been contacted. We'll hear in a little bit about uh, a customer who bought directly from Samsung, who also said um, he'd spoken to them, but they hadn't initially called them for the replacement device conversation. Um, And but I don't feel that any of this is necessarily super duper satisfying. Would you, Ian? No, um, and, and if people are finding themselves without um, being communicated to, if, if they're not getting contacted by the people they bought their phones from, I, I think that's quite alarming. We can't be talking about a volume of phones being sold here that would be great enough for a delay like this to be really reasonable. I, I would expect that the like the first thing that would happen is they would deploy all of the available staff to call customers and say. You know, we've you, you've got this phone. You really have to replace. You know, send it back or bring it to store or whatever. Um, because I don't think anything else is ex- appropriate. Um, Samsung. And I think that does actually. You should point out that would you would think be made easier by the fact that there probably is quite a small number yeah. of these devices out there. It if, wouldn't it, take well, if, forever. If people are saying to you that they've had no communication, then that's unforgivable, really, because there cannot have been that many. I mean, what's the what's the absolute? Well, so we. We know that um, what, they sell about 800,000 in America because they shipped about 800,000 replacements back. So the UK is going to be a, a tiny fraction of that. And, and it was pre-order only by the time they withdrew it. So and really, split across five networks. And split across five networks. So really, the actual number of phones that went out, um, <clears throat> excuse me, some of them could be perhaps mistakes that were shipped out. Um, earlier because that does happen um, and some of them might be the um, pre-orders I know the car phone warehouse does a thing where if you pre-order you get the phone very very slightly before everyone else it isn't a, a huge amount it's a, it's a day or something like that um, but I really can't believe enough devices would have been going out to, to cause them to not con- contact people well one of the things that stood out to me when I went into one of the stores this week was they the wording that they had used was essentially we're waiting for Samsung to tell us 
what to do next. And so what I think is being seen here is the networks are saying, call us or come into a store because at least that way they can give whatever is the most current information yes. to customers rather than putting this stuff but there out. Is and- only, the only information you need is that the phone is recalled. You cannot... You can't use it. Like, it's not safe. I mean, but they have to be able to know whether they tell a customer, if you wait a month, we'll have new devices, or now, as is the case, they're they're canning it completely, and these are the only options remaining to you. Yes, but I would say, when it's a matter of safety like this, where there is a real chance that the phone will catch fire, I would say that the only acceptable thing is to get that customer to come in with a phone and then to work with them to find a solution that works for them. If they need a new phone, then you maybe lend them one or you give them an alternative. Really, in my my opinion, and I, I think Samsung's been slightly better at this. It's been quite clear. If you bought your phone from Samsung and you managed to get it in this country, all you need to do is return it to Samsung. Now, we'll come on to how you do that later. But, um, you know, I think that that's a clear message. And I think that should be the same from the networks. It's simply call us or bring your phone into a shop and then we'll sort the rest out. And I mean, it's not I mean, the solution's not going to be the same for everyone. That is kind of what they're saying. I it suppose. is, it is. But I don't think it's anywhere near forceful enough. And if there's people, and you know, we've got people who've said to us they haven't been contacted, that isn't good enough. Well, let's, let's talk about what the, the consumer side of this experience-wise has been. Now, the, the, the sum total of what I've gathered from hearing people's complaints on Twitter, and, and it's not all complaints. You no. know, some people have had a fine experience, but obviously we want to focus on the people who've had a difficulty so we can maybe pick out how things need to improve going forward. But essentially, it's that customers don't know what to do, and the messaging they're getting from either Samsung or maybe their networks has just not been clear or as consistent as it should be. I spoke to one customer in quite a a great deal of detail. He'd ordered the Samsung phone directly from Samsung. Uh, He was sent a Gear VR headset as a free gift, uh, such was the promotion at the time. And first, he returned the handset back to them after the first recall. Samsung contacted this person. He sent the phone back. He got a replacement with a supposedly safe battery. He then said he learned about the second recall via the media, but Samsung had not called him. Uh, So he called them to ask what to do and was told that he should send it back via Royal Mail and promised that they, meaning Royal Mail, would accept it, even though it had been over the media at that point that Royal Mail were refusing to do that. And we'll come back to the Royal Mail aspect of this uh, shortly. So anyway, he continued to ask some questions. Samsung said um, he could either have a Galaxy S7 Edge as a replacement, which is standard at this point, or a refund. He opted for a refund since he thought it would be better value to get his full money back and then go and buy an S7 Edge himself uh, on the high street. Uh, But he also then was told he'd have to return the free gifts, including the VR headset. Now, on the one hand, you think... Okay, well, if you are asking for a refund for any product under any other circumstance, getting sending back the thing you got as a freebie with that is reasonably acceptable. You know, you would kind of expect that. In this instance, it wouldn't have killed them to have said, don't try and take the gifts back. And here's something where there's been a real difference in messaging, whether official or otherwise, between, say, the US and the UK. In the US, the... Um, There's been an offer of refund or replacement, which has been the same as it is here. But what's different is that the customers over there are being offered gift cards. and Some customers are being offered gift cards as compensation. And Samsung says that they only may be eligible for additional incentives, but it takes up a pretty huge portion of the explanatory post that they put on their website for customers to see. And I'm going to give you an example of these um, these additional incentives. One, as a sign of our appreciation for your patience and loyalty, we are offering 
earn up to a hundred dollars bill credit from select carriers or retail outlets if you exchange the Note 7 for another Samsung smartphone. Second clause: If you're already exchanging, or if you've already exchanged your Samsung Note 7 for another Samsung smartphone, you will receive up to $75 bill credit from selected carriers in addition to the $25 you've received already. If you choose a refund, you will get a $25 credit from selected carriers as a token of our appreciation. Uh, and then finally, if you choose to exchange your Note 7 for another brand of smartphone, you will receive up to a $25 credit, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that bottom one gets me, which is even if you send the phone back and opt to go for another one, we will, via the carrier, give you $25, which is about 18, 19 pounds currently. Now, we've had no equivalent goodwill, at least if it's no. been there, it hasn't been communicated. And similarly, we've had Samsung itself on this person's phone saying, send us the freebies back. Yes. So there's a real stark difference between yes. how internally, it seems, the customer support has been devised and is being executed. And I did raise this with Samsung, and they they said to me that, you know, this doesn't seem right. And if they're exchanging the phone, they shouldn't probably have to give back the gift well but the, it's not the thing official. is as well you've got to bear in mind that that gear is no is that gear vr thing is no good with any other phone well it is with a samsung s7 or s7 edge you can use it with them both can you because yeah. it's USB C? uh it's got an adapter in the box oh fine okay. so you can use it with those two i remember that from when we went to the launch all ah, right okay. um but but you know that's one of those things where you know even if you ask for a refund i still sort of feel that you should have the option to keep hold of it. It's useless to you anyway, or maybe you can sell it on. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't. I don't see why they'd ask for it back. It's at this point, it's such small amounts of money that it's going to be costing them that they would be better off just saying, "Don't worry about it. It complicates the issue. Let's just get the phone back. Don't worry about anything else." That would be my recommendation to Samsung in order to keep goodwill and trust. If yeah. we're not actively and, saying, and "Here is free money," it, it costs them more money if they're going to get people to send it back because they've got to provide a different box, they've got to pay for the extra weight. It's 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 not worth it. That product isn't worth enough money for it to be justified. Just just keep quiet about it, and it complicates everything. Well, at this point, what we're really talking about is how Samsung could lose or win back the British consumer's trust. So I put this directly to Stuart Miles and Rhiannon Williams. And I asked them, well, I, first I asked Stuart um, how Samsung could win back consumer's trust. And he compared the issue actually to Volkswagen's diesel emissions scandal. I think it's always that worry of, of doubt. And if as soon as doubt starts creeping in, then that's going to be you know something that affects you can if you look at in a similar guise if you look at Volkswagen and the way that that's handled the you know the diesel uh, gate I suppose uh, sort of incident it's it's it hasn't yet done much to try and win back certainly in in the UK and, and Europe hasn't done much to try and win back its audience because it believes that people hopefully will forget about it over time perhaps the US that's not that's a, a very different scenario Volkswagen US has done something very different and offering to buy cars back and, and things I think you'll probably see the same in Samsung is that Samsung US acts as a very different company they'll probably be more aggressive in an attempt to try and win the hearts and minds of customers back but in the UK we come under sort of Samsung worldwide and I think you know if it's if the the way that they've given out the statement and you know the faceless approach there is is any indication we're probably not going to see much uh, from them in an attempt to win you back just the expectation that when the Samsung Galaxy Note 
8 comes out that all the problems will be fixed and it'll be fine. Now, when I asked Rhiannon Williams the same question about how Samsung could win back the consumer's trust in Britain, she wondered whether Samsung was offering consumers a bum deal by actually offering an older device as a replacement for the new one. Customers have been complaining about, yeah, lack of information from the carriers and also, you know, slightly strange alternatives like Samsung seem to be offering Note 7 customers, as far as I've seen, a straight swap for either a Galaxy S7 or an S7 Edge. Um, both handsets came out significantly earlier this year. They're quite old in terms of smartphones. So I get the impression that if those customers wanted those phones in the first place, they would have bought them outright. You know, Samsung are trying to replace a brand new handset with something that's that's older. I don't, I don't really see that as a viable alternative. And also, that it doesn't seem to be any kind of financial... Um, compensation for for this issue at all. I know some people that haven't been able to receive the replacement handsets in the first place have just been left with no alternative model to use. So they're not happy about that at all. Um, Samsung probably should offer some kind of, of gift card compensation or at least assurance that this problem hasn't extended beyond the Note 7 line to any others, but we haven't heard much yet. Now, another notable difference between the UK recall procedure and others in the world is that Royal Mail, our beloved local postal system, has refused to accept Note 7 devices, either via regular post or via the Parcel Force courier network. What a bunch of babies. Indeed. You'll remember the customer earlier we quoted from Samsung's customer experience shenanigans, as I'm going to uh, dub that now. Um, apparently, they specified Royal Mail and to return the device to Samsung and insisted that Royal Mail would accept it after this particular person had said i've seen on twitter that royal mail are not um accepting this now i contacted royal mail and per the age-old logic the customer was right royal mail has banned shipping of the phone through its network and through parcel force now i was glad i looked into this because the nugget itself made a great story which i should probably point out you can find at bloomberg.com And I asked Samsung about this and it said that that seemed like a mistake and that the customer support representative should have told the customer and indeed all customers that it would collect devices from customers houses using the courier network Royal uh, UK mail and that they shouldn't have to send it themselves back through Royal Mail. But again, it serves to sort of highlight this confusing mixed messaging, I think, and add into the fact that some people um, were getting the, the goodwill gift cards, whereas this customer was being asked to send back the gifts potentially and also the couriers that samsung is sending to people's houses is only if you bought it directly from samsung's online e-store in the uk it doesn't apply if you bought it from a network or a high street store and for that the aforementioned confusion about what commune customers should actually do i think remains intact it's a bit of a mess it is a bit of a mess but i will say this and it isn't uncommon in 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 any sort of situation you remember that your contract is always with the company you bought your device from so if you bought your phone from ee then that's who your contract is with and it's them that has to take responsibility and liability and deal with the problem so as much as it is a samsung phone they will be dealing you know ee will be dealing direct with them you must deal direct with your you know your network or whoever you bought it from now that is a problem if you bought your phone on ebay or um maybe you know another secondhand site or uh, got it from a friend or something like that i mean it happens um on my forbes story i had some people who had written to me saying that they'd bought phones on craigslist um and that had created a problem um in those cases i see i suspect that samsung should just take the phone back and 
I don't know how they deal with it. Maybe issue a replacement device. Uh, giving money back to people from a phone that they didn't buy is difficult. Now, that's interesting because you raise a point that I hadn't actually thought of there, which is what if you are living in the UK, but you bought the phone overseas, you know, the so-called gray import, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, or if you found a, a better deal or you you were in another country, maybe you were in the US, you come, you come, but you live in the UK. That is a problem. It and, is. And, 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 you know, we're not trying to bash Samsung or the networks or anyone here. Like, it, it, this is the most monstrous thing to have to deal with. And you're having to deal with it extremely quickly. Problems do arise. But, you know, that messaging, that consistency in messaging is key. And that seems to be a piece that's broken here. It is, it is broken. I completely agree. The messaging is bad and that's an issue. Um, I think Samsung should take phones back. If there is a problem with a phone and it's got Samsung written on it, I think ultimately you, it, that should be a last resort if you have bought it from another place. And I think Samsung, for the sake of this, should just honour it. Because although grey imports are disliked intensely by everyone involved in the industry, um, I just... Don't, you can't you can't have people out of pocket because they'll keep the phone and then they might get hurt and that's just not good enough and it's better for Samsung to be proactive and recall these devices and eat that eight hundred dollars or whatever it is it's not it's not costing them that much is it and it is it is highlighting the the complexity with different differing sales channels is that it's not just a case of I went into this shop and bought this product therefore I go back to that product and give them that product back and they give me my money back these things are tied to contracts they're tied to the fact that you may have paid a small amount of money up front but have to pay more per month with your network you might have bought it sim free from a network you may have bought it sim free from Samsung itself you may have paid Paid a very high upfront cost in order to keep your monthly repayments down on your phone bill. And all of these things have to be dealt with one by one on an individual basis. And that is hard. But again, somehow having that that's clear messaging from Samsung would be very, very handy. You know, the kind of almost a flowchart system on a website would mm. be great. You know, where did you buy the phone? Yeah. Port drop down menu. Uh, did you get it from a network? Yes. Which network? Da, 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 da. Press go and it gives you a best idea solution. Yeah. Well, they could even just take your number and ask you those questions and then get someone from that company to call you back. I mean, yeah. there's lots of ways of doing it. None of them can happen, especially quickly. That's the problem. Um, I, I noticed, for example, when I, when Samsung did the first recall, their IMEI checker was really bad. Um, if you put in any number, it would, um, it, it would fail the check. So... Um, if you had a phone that was affected and you got the number wrong by one digit, it wouldn't say you needed to return it. And that's a problem. And, but all of this stuff had to be built incredibly quickly, and it, it's kind of difficult to do. So it is difficult. I have and some the... sympathy, and I, I feel enormously sorry for Samsung because this clearly wasn't anything that they... Well, I say clearly. It doesn't appear to be anything that they did particularly wrong. No, I don't think so either. And and this is and it makes it worse, the fact that it was a great product. It was very well reviewed. A lot of people called it the best smartphone on the market. It was highly reviewed. It was great. It was a fantastic... It, I mean, it is, and for all intents and purposes, a fantastic device. And it is really, it is sad. And, you know, the the speed with which this has happened, if you're inside Samsung, I can only imagine you've gone from feeling like everything is fantastic. Yes, we nailed it to how could this go so badly so quickly yeah. and without so much, you know, and it's the confusion with <clears throat> And I was reading a story that it. says that they can't replicate the problem either. They're having trouble getting phones to explode. Now, that it says to me that there is an issue somewhere that could, I mean, and there was some hypothesis that it might not even be the battery. It could be a charging circuit that under certain circumstances goes awry. It could be connected to USB-C, you know, all of these things. Mm. So it's an incredibly difficult 
process they're going through, and it's going to cost them billions. And and they didn't, you know, they didn't ask for it, and they have to deal with it. So you know, it's sad. Well, on the sidelines watching intently are the likes of Apple and Sony and perhaps Google with its new Pixel in hand, thinking, blimey, this might benefit us. Um, So I put this question to to Stuart Miles and to Rhiannon Williams, who we heard from earlier, and asked them essentially, will this benefit Apple if angry customers decide to switch camps after losing faith in Samsung? People that are invested enough in Samsung to want to buy this incredibly expensive handset, like I think it was supposed to retail in the UK for about £739. I mean, that's iPhone 7 Plus territory. They're probably going to be quite dedicated Android users, I would assume. So I would actually guess it's more likely to be Google that stands to benefit from this than any of the other companies um, that run Android software, such as HTC or Sony. I think because it's the Note 7, it's quite, although it's an amazing product for uh, Samsung, it's quite a niche product for Samsung. You know, it's a big screen, stylus heavy. Apple doesn't provide anything like that. There are a few alternatives in the Android space, but I think my worry for Samsung would be that it's not, you're not going to, if you're not going to buy a Note 7, you're unlikely to buy a OnePlus 3 or a, a HTC 10, M10 or something, you know, something along those lines because you're probably not, in the market to do that, you're probably just going to go, you know what, I'll just buy an iPhone 7 Plus. And that for Samsung is a bigger worry than just losing them to other Android partners within you know, the Android ecosystem. Interesting points there. And I had one counterpoint to the suggestion that essentially people are going to stick with Samsung because that's why they spent so much money for it in the first place. Uh, Dave Cochrane on Twitter, at Dave Cochrane, said to me um, that he sold his iPhone 6 in order to buy the Note 7, should have taken the refund and got an iPhone 7 or waited for the Pixel. So I found that interesting that he got his first Note by selling his iPhone. And this has been the result. So I think that's that's a real shame. You know, I don't want to go over too much with, outside of the scope of the UK consumer. But do you think this could benefit Apple? Or do you agree with the view that people bought it for a reason, so they'll find something else to, that's similar to stick with? And pe- people who buy the note tend to buy the note because they like the note. And I've used the note too many times in that sentence. But it's the truth. It's a unique phone. There isn't anything quite like it on the market. It's not like... The Galaxy S7, which is a, a great phone, but is just another of those kind of phones. The, the Note trades off being a different proposition and something that appeals to people for a specific reason. And there are not, there are no other stylus phones, as far as I know, and certainly none that are of the caliber of the Note. So it's difficult. Um, will it benefit Apple? I think if you want a phablet and you want a really good camera, then the iPhone 7 Plus is just an amazing choice. And so perhaps people will go that way. My experience is generally that people like to stick to the thing that they like. And the reason that they're not using Apple is that they don't get on with that system. So I think that the churn will probably even be negligible. Those people will stay in the Android ecosystem, I would imagine. And if Samsung releases a Galaxy Note 8, then perhaps having a record of customers who are affected with the Note 7 and offering them some kind of discount to win them back might not be the worst public relations move in no, history. It, a half price Note could could really uh, sort things out. Well, before we close out the show with some final thoughts and suggestions for what Samsung could do to fix this problem for, for the UK customers affected and what anyone in the UK um, should now do as their next step, I wanted to ask Stuart and Rhiannon for a final thought on any way that Samsung could move forward. And for Stuart, the key word was... Damage limitations, so to speak, isn't it? And trying to make sure that people feel reassured and are in safe hands. And, you know, brands 
continually have to do that, whether they're being successful and there are no problems at all, or whether they're facing a crisis. And if you look at the way that some brands have successfully managed to do that, Apple being one of them, is that there is always something that the media like to try and pick on on a major iPhone launch. And over the years, they've got less and less effective in 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 creating a gate you know you had the antenna gate which was you know obviously hold it wrong and it suddenly kills the thing to the, the latest one was you know then you had ben gate it could be it, you know you could if you sat on it it didn't work uh, and then you sort of i remember just one trying to get momentum was oh my goodness the way that it works it's trapping men's beards in their hair you know their hair beards and that's that's outrage it's an outrage and that's partly because the amount of they of devices they sell but it's also that, that appetite for trying to build people up and then knock them down at every opportunity and if you can come back from it effectively by being open and being transparent and working with people i always think that's a winning scenario and a winning formula rather than just hoping fingers crossed that nobody will notice that things are going wrong Stuart Miles there, founder of PocketLint.com. And I asked Rhiannon Williams her forward-looking perspective, and she thinks Samsung will bounce back. But I've been thinking about how, whilst it is obviously a, a sort of PR nightmare for Samsung, it's difficult to, to see how they will come back. Ultimately, they will. They are still the world's largest mobile manufacturer. It's unlikely to affect sales in the long term a great deal. It is damaging in the short term, of course, and they've already announced that they adjusted their forecast profit. by They slashed it by a third. They don't expect to make half as much as they did. But they are still the world's largest manufacturer. They're twice as large as Apple in that sense. Um, They don't make as much money in the same way, but they are still gigantic, so they will bounce back. Now, since the recording and initial editing of this special episode, Samsung has issued a media alert. It said that it will begin to exchange all active Galaxy Note 7 devices in Europe, not just the UK, from Monday, October the 17th, offering customers the choice, they say, to exchange their device or obtain a full refund. Now, this seems strange to me since we know that some sort of return procedure is already in place, albeit a confusing one. So I asked, and what will actually happen is that from Monday the 17th, Samsung says it will launch a webpage that guides owners through a series of questions in order to determine which is the fastest route to return the device and obtain a refund or replacement some sort of guide. They said they'll make it clearer to phone networks exactly what they should tell customers, and I'm told there will be clarification about returning free gifts sent to customers in the UK, and the confusion over which courier will collect devices from the houses of people who bought directly from Samsung will be cleared up. So it looks like some of the ideas we actually discussed on the podcast prior to the announcement may come to fruition in some form. We'll review on next week's show and subsequent weeks, I imagine, just how many of our suggestions end up becoming some kind of reality, and whether Samsung ends up doing the right thing. For some global opinion on this week's recall, before we finish up, maybe check out the episodes from Tom Merritt on Daily Tech News Show's feed. Tom, have you been following all this? Thanks, Nate. Yes, uh, sounds like the recall's been a confusing mess in the UK, and it doesn't get much better when you look at the global picture as we have. Patrick Beja from France and I discussed whether Samsung has a way out of this for its phone brand. But a listener reminded us that Samsung itself is well-diversified, 
They even make underwear. And we were sent a picture to prove it. We also discuss smart cities, football field-sized VR from Atari's founder, and more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. Back to you, Nate. Thanks, Tom. And thanks to Stuart Miles, Rhiannon Williams, and, of course, my beautiful, glamorous co-host, Ian Morris, for taking the time out to make this week's text message possible. We'll be back with a regular show next week. Actually, don't count on that. Just been pursued by what I can only describe as chronically disgruntled consumer zombies. Man, they make Apple fanboys look like reasoned individuals. They've seen the iPhone in my hands and I think they're bitter. I've got a phone that works while they're waiting for a note replacement. I'm going to hide in this bush and hope they don't see me. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.